check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. That's our new intro, by the way. Um, on the podcast today, we have Kirill. Yo. And James. What's up? Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. The uh, the man who leads worship, the worship leader, the singer, the guitar player, the guy who wrote the bridge wow. to an awesome song that we wrote, James Mitigadupala. <sighs> Crowd goes wild. <sighs> anyway, welcome to the Thank podcast, you. James. We're glad you're here. Um, okay, listen, we're going to jump right into Mike's Corner, okay? Whoa. Somebody said that we should do the little Mike's Corner jingle. Oh, yeah. Mike's Corner. I don't even know. James, you screwed it up, dude. I'm sorry. Quiet. I mean, I'm supposed to be nice when we're live. Uh, please, James, give us just one second. Mike's <laughs> Corner. Okay. So uh, Mike's Corner. Favorite. This is for James, since James is a kind of a worship guy. Just a little. Um, just a little bit of a worship guy. What is your, at the moment, your favorite worship song at the moment? Whoa. Mm. Favorite worship song at the moment. I'll tell you what mine is. Oh, man. Um. Upper Room, ooh, that's that Bang artist, it. and um, they they cover an old school song, "Pour My Love on You." Ooh, it's like from the '90s, but they covered it, and it's fire. It's really good. It's good stuff, and they man. didn't change it too much, which I like. Like they didn't change like the melody or anything like that. They just like unforeseen kiss to sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't change it anything significantly, but they just added their own spin to it, and uh, it was really nice. It was mm. it was good. It was traditional, but new school, mm. but old school all mm. the same time. And mm. Abby Gam, what's her name? Abby Gamboa. Yeah, yeah. Boy. I think she actually might have an angel voice, like For the real? voice of an angel. Like when, like, like she may have stolen an angel's voice somehow. Like Space Jam, like she touched a basketball that an angel touched, and now she can sing like an angel. That's crazy. That's what I think. That's the only realistic Hypothesis. explanation. Yeah. Um, James. I got two um, oh, worship okay. songs. Just I, I just have to. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> so the one I've been listening to the most recently is Take You At Your Word by Cody Carn. Take you at your word. Yeah, it's really good. You say it, I believe it. Okay, go ahead. Um, What's the other one? That's a good song. Yeah, the next one is- um, That song's kind of hype. It is hype. We're yeah. going to do it soon. Who's he singing with? Um, I forgot Joe. his name. Oh, you know what's a really good song too? Tell Sorry us. to interrupt. It's uh, Back to Life. Back to by who? reality. No, not that Back. one. It's the. I think it's by uh, Bethel. And it's- mm. um. Ugh. You brought me back to life. You know that one? No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, what's your other song? Uh, the other one is um, Give Me Jesus by Upper Room. Ooh. Good one. Abby Give Gamboa. Me Jesus. Kirill, what's your song, dude? Hmm. Hopefully we don't get like copyright violations. I don't think because enough people so listen. Be like yeah, because we're singing it exactly like the CD. Exactly like them. Uh, CD. I don't have a favorite song, just an artist named Jonathan Ogden. I thought you were going to say Trill Carrillo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was really thinking about it. I was like, going to just promote myself. But no, no, this guy named Jonathan Ogden, he's really good. He what had, kind of music is it? It is, it's like, I don't even, it's like, I don't even know how to, like, almost like indie 
type of music, Ooh. but it's really worshipful. Nice. It's like it's Jonathan really Ogden. Yeah. Kind of like out. Beach Check Chapel. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Swag, bro. Sweet. Jonathan Ogden. I'm going to check him out. I haven't checked him out. He's really good. I believe you. All right. So we got Jonathan Ogden. We have Take You At Your Word um, by Cody Carnes. A good artist, by the way. Listen, the reason why I'm repeating this is because some of you are like, I don't know any good Christian music. So I have to keep <laughs> listening to the horrible stuff with horrible, <laughs> nasty lyrics all the time. Exactly. No, no, no. Here's some good stuff. Jonathan Ogden. Um if you like hip hop, guys, go hip hop right now. Troll Carrill. Caleb Gordon. Caleb Gordon. Troll Carrill. All right. Give some uh, mainstream ones. Ho- yeah, Hovey. Hovey is really good. Yeah. Um, who else? Caleb Gordon is mainstream. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, Lecrae, he's been getting back. He's to, been becoming a Christian again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reconstructing. <laughs> he deconstructed. Uh, now he's reconstructing. Dang. Oh, ooh, Jay Monty. Jay Monty. He's pretty good, too. He's insane. What he, about Galvi? Galvi or whatever you say. Oh, he's uh, still cool? I, he's okay. He's okay. He's I would decent. say he's okay. Andy Minio, he's kind of... He's okay Minio. as well. Minio. It depends on which uh, of his songs. KB. KB. Uh, Triple E. Ooh, Triple E's old school, dog. But his new album is really, really good. I've been listening to that. All right, there you go. So listen, you like hip-hop, you like rap. Um, Those are lots of good ones. High quality. They're not cheesy. They're just solid rapping. Paris Chariz. just not talking about nasty stuff. So all right, that's good. Then you got Jonathan Ogden, who's more of an indie thing. So I know people like that kind of music. You got Cody Carnes in Upper Room, which are kind of traditional worship. Worshipful type things. And so lots of good music there for you guys, all right? So listen, today what we're talking about is what we're filling our minds with, right? And Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, today's topic is not the only thing that you fill your mind with, right? The thing that we're going to be talking about. But we fill our minds with all different kinds of things, right? Conversations, music, media, TV shows, um, and then what we're going to be talking about today. So let's just go straight into it. Guys, listen, sometimes tough topics are avoided, right? They're avoided because they're hard to talk about, because they're awkward, because of a fear that people have. If they know that I've struggled with something, blah, 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 then people are going to judge me. And what happens is in the Christian world is that when people struggle, they're all sitting around not wanting to share their struggle for fear of judgment. But then basically everyone around them is struggling and they all just struggle in silence because of fear of judgment or fear of whatever. So listen, I understand what it means to be embarrassed of things that you've done. I get that some things seem dirtier than other things, but we're not going to avoid the topic. So today we're talking about porn. We're talking about pornography. And Mm -hmm. it's a super prevalent thing in society, right? Uh, Christians, non-Christians, guys, girls, right? A lot of times people think that it's just a guy thing, Mm -hmm. right? And it is slightly more prevalent among guys, right? Some stats that Kirill put together, 93% of boys have seen explicit content before the age of 18, Mm -hmm. but 63% of girls too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a guy issue. It's a girl issue. It's a person issue, right? 40 million U.S. adults regularly visit pornography websites, and it could be more than that even. Mm -hmm. And then 10% of U.S. adults admit to having an addiction to internet pornography, and I guarantee you that number's probably tripled. They just don't admit it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then 17% of all women struggle with porn addiction as well, right? And so what is porn? It's content that's sexually explicit, 
all right? Usually for the purpose of arousement, right? Pleasing mm-hmm. yourself or looking at something of that nature, right? And that's what it is. It's usually sexual situations of all different kinds and, and people do that and they look at that for their own um, arousement. And most people who have a porn addiction, right? And Kirill mm-hmm. shared this as well on the sheet here, that um, that porn hurts their personal relationships and that uh, conditions can co-occur with porn. For sure. Like anxiety, depression, sex addiction, social anxiety, substance abuse, right? Even, right, and I'm being a little extreme here, but there's even certain, I th- think it was Jeffrey Dahmer, who's a serial killer, said that a lot, he believes that this desire he had to hurt people and harm people was started with his porn addiction that grew and mm. turned into some different things, wow. right? Yeah. I didn't and know so, that. yeah, and so a lot of times, right, guys, listen, this is a concept. We're, we're talking about one specific way of doing this, but one specific way of filling your mind with things that cloud your 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 heart that clouds your vision that clouds your your spirit that that um, attack you in ways that you don't even realize that can damage your relationships moving forward. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, and porn is a huge one, mm-hmm. right? So you know, what are you guys? Uh, what are your guys's kind of um, thoughts? What are your guys's? Um, what do you want people to know as we talk about this podcast? You know, why is it on your heart to talk about this? I mean, like you want us to share our testimonies now? Or, you can, or, or you can just, you know, just, or we can get there. We you can know, get there, yeah. You know. Um, well, just like both James and I have struggled with it yeah. a lot in our past. And, um, and it's something that like has, like those conditions that we listed earlier, like anxiety, depression, social anxiety, substance use disorders, like we've like um we've all suffered from that too because of our addiction to porn. Mm-hmm. And um and just being at youth group and talking to people at college community as well, like we we realize like there's so many people struggling with it. And yeah. Like we're not gonna obviously name names, but like it seems like almost everybody. Oh pretty much everybody. Yeah. yeah. Or, it, it, they might not be addictive, but everybody's like s- struggling with it and trying to overcome it and has shame about it, like recognizes it's a sin. And we just want to address it and bring it out into the open and then like offer hope that comes mm-hmm. from Jesus Christ that we can both attest to now being free from it for a, a period of time. So, but that's, that's the main thing. Like, it's like such a, almost like a silent killer almost like everybody's struggling with it, but nobody's talking about it, which is the main thing. You know, and in James, it talks about um, that we recently studied, uh, not James who's here, James, the book, the letter of the Bible, (laughs) right? Um, Written by James, Jesus's brother. He talks about ridding ourselves of all moral filth that is so prevalent, Mm -hmm. right? And the word prevalent means common or normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of that, right, porn is a huge part of that. I remember even, you know, I was in high school, whatever it was, uh, like between 12 and 15 years ago. Right. But mm-hmm. even during that time, uh, 
it was super common, right? It wasn't as common on your phone, right? There, it wasn't as easily accessible, but like on computers and tablets and all those kinds of things, it was still a super common thing. And if you didn't look at it, it was almost like a weird thing, mm, right? Mm, you were exactly. one of the, and right now it's the same thing, right? Yep. You know, just people, worse. Right, just worse. Yeah, just more avenues, easier ways to do it, right? There's even social medias that you can just, you know, get a Twitter account and 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 see it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's that kind of thing that's like, that makes it, um, super prevalent. Um, yeah. So for me, it's kind of like what Kirill said too, but also just the fact like that when I was struggling with it, like, I just wish like the church spoke more about it. Nobody talked about it. Yeah. yeah. And like, it was, it, it's cause I wanted to be like so close to God, but this thing just kept like coming back and that made me so miserable. Yeah. But there is hope. So that's kind of what we're here to mm -hmm. talk about. And yeah, listen, people in. Today's today's podcast, you know, is not just one of calling people out or yeah. trying to scare you to realize how bad it is, right? We may not even mm -hmm. talk about that much more anymore. I hope you know that what you fill your mind with affects you, right? Yeah, think exactly. about a, think about a really simple example like music, okay? Music, you know, when you watch a movie, Right, and there's a sad part in the movie, and then sad music comes on. It sad. becomes twice as sad, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because music and things they they have they affect us, right? Mm -hmm. And the things that we see affect us, right? Think about this, right? People who are like war veterans. Well, what what happens to them? Some of them struggle with post traumatic stress disorder, right? Because what they see is is they see um, all kinds of people getting hurt and killed and and they've seen horrible violent things right and so the images listen to this and they couldn't help this right it was part of their job it was a part of what they were doing to serve their country but the images that they saw damaged their mind right and they have to work through those right and people do work through them but people also really struggle so you got to imagine think about tv shows right i remember you know that i watched a show called sons of anarchy which is like a show about a motorcycle gang listen the show's a high quality show and it's interesting and i i liked watching it but holy cow it was a dark dark show and yeah. got darker and darker and darker to the point to where like in the season five or six or whatever it was you know and this was years ago that i watched it but i was like i can't watch this anymore dude it's mm -hmm. like it's messing me up it's making me mm -hmm. like i'm carrying around this heaviness with me all the time mm -hmm. and it's because i'm watching people getting killed and tortured and you know and mm -hmm. all this kinds of crazy stuff right so here's what happens when you take that same idea and you it's sexual images, right? Mm -hmm. That's a natural part of who we are as human beings, right? To desire and, and to have lust and to and to want to be sexually active and things like that, right? And so what do we do? We find avenues where we can watch it and we can, you know, at a lot of times, right? We're not going to shy away from things. A lot of times it includes masturbation and other things like that, mm -hmm. right? For guys and for girls, okay? And so what that does is, is it damages... God created sex as a good thing for a mm -hmm. man mm -hmm. and a woman to do in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And I was specific there for a reason, for a man and a woman to do in marriage. Mm -hmm. Those were three specific things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Specifically a man and a woman, right? Yep. And, and so we're not talking about the topic of homosexuality or other things like that. But here I didn't say a man and a man or a woman and a woman. I said a man and a woman 
in marriage. Mm-hmm. That's what sex is designed for, right? Yep. It's designed to give life to uh, for also for enjoyment in the confines of marriage. Mm-hmm. And when it's done in that way, it's great. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's awesome, right? It's it's pure in that sense, mm-hmm. right? But what have we done in society? We've used it and twisted it and and perverted it literally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, in the sense to where now it's like this thing that we use to entice people, right? Mm-hmm. To draw Even people in. To draw people in. You see people, they make Instagram videos and what do they do? They put like a really good looking girl as the cover of it, right? Yeah. And it, you know, or they put a really good looking guy or they put two people doing kissing or what, or whatever the case might be, right? Because mm-hmm. what do they want? People to click. So we've perverted it, right? Mm-hmm. You, we've all heard like in advertising, like, you know, sex sells and all the kinds of mm-hmm. things, right? And like commercials on TV. But then- then, you know, they're, then they create these videos of people doing sexual things together, yeah. right? And it can range from all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy, all the way up to horrible, dangerous stuff that yep. can totally twist your mind. Mm-hmm. So here's what we want to do, guys. We know that porn is an addiction, okay? Mm-hmm. And we know that it can consume your mind. And it becomes habitual, and um, and also if you're following the Lord and you believe in Jesus Christ, it it can be something that comes in the way of your relationship with Him. That's what James For was talking sure. about. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, I wanted to serve God, but I had this like you know this like bear on my back that I was walking around with all the time that mm-hmm. was you know w- that I felt like was weighing me down. That was that was that was you know causing me to." doubt myself to 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 stay away from my bible to stay away from my christian friends to to keep things a secret because of this struggle and so mm-hmm. what we want to do is talk about it and offer you guys hope all right yep. and so maybe what we can do is we can start to look at some of the scripture and and or maybe offer some points or things that you guys are thinking of so that way we can kind of walk people through it james you talked about that there's hope right so what's the hope Right? Um, and maybe share in your own life of what it was looking like to to struggle with it, right? But then also to start to come through it. Yeah. So for me, I'm just going to start at the beginning. So like my journey with this kind of started um, in high school. And it was when freshman year when a, f- a friend was like just – like genuinely just like looking at it in the lunchroom, like mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, cause I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like really, like I had a general idea, but then that's when this friend was like, and I, and it scared me, but like, it also was like, like, why are they doing that? You know? Yeah. And then like fast forward, like a couple, um, a couple years like the next year when I joined a sport team, that's when people would be sending things in the group chats. Yeah. And then that's where I first started to like discover what it was and what porn yep. was. Yep. And then that just led into like a whole slew of things where I struggled with it for many years. And, um, you know, I really struggled with it. Um, even after I gave my life fully to Christ in my junior year of high school and I say struggle because 
struggle doesn't necessarily mean you're living with it. It means you're trying to get out of it and you're struggling with sin. Yep. There's a difference between struggling with sin and giving into sin. If you're giving into sin, you're just fully giving yourself over. But when you're struggling, you're fighting, right? Um, so that's kind of my story. But for me, I know there's a lot of people who I've heard stories of where it was like they accepted Christ and all of a sudden, like this this addiction, um, it just went away for them. Sure. And for me, it wasn't like th- it wasn't like that. It was something that had to happen gradually over time, and um, I believe that the reason for that was because Christ wants us to learn to fight our battles, you know. And in that, like in James, it talks about um, how the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Yep. And it builds our character, and I really think that that is what God does for a lot of people because He gives us the tools. And he wants us to do it so that we can be better at the end. Because any good father teaches us. He doesn't do it for us. Right. So that's where it was for me. Right. Exactly. And I I think that, um, let me ask you this, right? Because sometimes we make the porn talk really spiritual, okay? Mm. And that's good because Jesus Christ is our motivation to want to live and be and become more like him, right? And the Holy Spirit changes our heart so that way we can see our sin as sin and then we start to pursue him as opposed to our sin. But that doesn't mean, like you said, that the sin just vanishes, right? Some people say like, I was addicted to drugs and then one day I went to church and someone prayed for me, whatever, and I had no desire to do drugs anymore. And sometimes God does deliver like that, but more often than not, right? Mm -hmm. It's like what Paul talks about. We have to put it to death, right? And sometimes they're hard to kill, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are some like practical things that you did to help set yourself up to do, to start to put watching porn behind you yeah so um for me the reason i started even like getting more into it was because like it was a source of pleasure right yep and when i was in high school i was also struggling with like a lot of identity issues Mm -hmm. and a lot of depression and like I didn't realize this at the moment, but like this was a source of like escaping reality, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I looked towards and slowly like it became like more than that. It became an addiction. And what I really had to do was to get to the root of the problem. Like, yep. Um like it was this was more of like a symptom of like something deeper. Mm-hmm. And that deeper was like my relationship with Christ. I was like kind of walking away, right? Because mm-hmm. earlier um, in eighth grade, I had gotten baptized, but then like mm-hmm. I started walking away from my faith. Right. And that left a hole and that hole was being filled by world- worldly things. Yep. So, um, and then because of that, there was like depression and um, identity issues and self-worth, all of that, which is found in Christ. But since Christ wasn't there, I was having right. all these issues. So some practical steps like I took was, um, and obviously this didn't all like just come into my mind like one day out of the blue. It happened like gradually over time as I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I have like some steps to recovery that I'm yep. going to read. Yeah. So it was like, admit that you have a problem and confess your sin to God. If you can't admit to yourself that what you're doing is wrong, then there really is no point to like. There's no to desire to change then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then. Um, and these are true. Like, you know, part of like, you know, if you did Alcoholics Anonymous, if you went to AA, yeah. this is going to be very similar stuff. You know, like the mm-hmm. first problem is. You know, right? Everyone goes around the circle and say, "Hi, my name is you know Mike, and I'm alcoholic." Right? Mm-hmm. Admitting you have a problem, right, and what you struggle with, and then confess your sin to God because you need that forgiveness, right? Yep. To continue walking forwards, and then um, for the next thing, I have like face reality because not for everyone, it's not going to get better overnight. Uh-huh. It's a process, and. Like I said earlier, you need to realize that porn is the solution to a deeper problem that you're facing. It's a fake solution. Yeah, it's a symptom of a deeper problem. Yeah. yeah. And um, another thing is you have to learn to hate sin. And the only way that happens is if you love God more. Mm-hmm. And then another step that I took was to seek help from the church or talk to someone about it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I didn't. And that is hard to admit that you have this problem, but I think knowing that a lot of people struggle with it mm-hmm. really helps. And then after that, it's just like you really just have to read your Bible and pray every day. There was a study that was done um, by Moody. I don't know the exact like references. I can't give it right now, but it said that people who read their Bible four times a week saw a decrease in depression and bad habits and like all sorts of like symptoms were just going away. Like when they read their Bible four times a week for a month, their life drastically changed. And that was just four times a week. Imagine if you just read it like every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Girl. Uh, for me, uh, it started in junior high. Um, like like you, I had no idea what it was. I, I I didn't even hear about it until one day my friend came up to me and was like, "Uh, <laughs> like I don't, I like I don't want to shy away." He's like, "Hey, do you jerk off?" <laughs> he just yeah. asked me straight up, "Like, do you jerk off?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, what what is that?" And then he like pulled out his phone like and just showed me porn from his phone. I'm like, "Wait, whoa, whoa what is going on here? I don't understand what this is." And he made it sound like this thing that everybody else like yeah like we all do it what do you mean like i thought it was, i thought you, you do it too and then but I, I, I didn't i didn't do it and mm-hmm. just like james it was like a complete shock but like obviously it did entice me and it was like i got curious about it it's human nature yeah just my human nature just wanting to be curious and seeking it out and then he showed me like how he got there all the websites and I just started watching it, watching it. And I, again, I had no idea what it was. And I thought it was just like a thing you do. I didn't understand the consequences. And so I would start doing it every day, uh, watching it, like talking to my friends about it. And like, they were like supporting me and encouraging me to do it. Yeah. Laughing about it. Yeah. Laughing about it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a big thing too. Like we talked about it, like it's so prevalent and so common, like everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. And and then like, 
I don't know exactly why this is, but like when people, even if it's something bad, like if everybody's doing it, everybody, like you want to get in on it mm-hmm. and everybody else wants to encourage you to keep doing it with them. Mm. And even if they know what's bad, like maybe it brings them comfort knowing that you're doing it too with them, you know? But from, from that moment on, like it became a daily habit. Um, like just a part of my life. Like I, I didn't go a day without watching porn and masturbating. And, and it got to a point even where I was doing it like three times a day. Like, mm-hmm. like it was a serious addiction and, um, and that on top of other things, like I just felt this like complete desensitization to everything. Like I couldn't feel feelings. I kind of an emptiness, emptiness. Yeah. And, and, and another big thing was like, when I was lo- like looking at girls, like that's the only thing I thought about. Cause like at home I'm watching porn, I'm watching people have sex. And I thought that's like, that's all that it, there is between a guy and a girl relationship. And that's like the only thing you need to strive towards. And I was objectifying women in that way of thinking like that's all they're good for. And I feel like that's a big thing that you don't even realize that happens with porn. Um, Because especially when you're not walking with Christ either, like if like you were talking about that, like if you're filling with mind, your mind with watching people uh, have intercourse, uh, sexual intercourse, you're going to think that that's all that we're made to do right you know and yeah and no one would say out loud that's all we're made to do but that's what your mindset exactly morphs mm-hmm. into right exactly so guys listen i you know you heard two guys talking about um something that they struggled with you know and and the lord can bring you through it but here's mm-hmm. what i also want to tell you guys and um and this is some more practical ways we need to also use if you're trying to solve a problem, you need to use common sense, okay? Okay, when am I looking at it? Yeah, exactly. What device am I using? What website am I going to? Mm-hmm. What um, social media am I looking at, okay? Mm-hmm. And then what you need to do is this. This is the hard part, but if you actually want to stop, you need to put literal barriers in the way that are going to stop you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some people are able to do it through willpower and some people aren't. But for example, right. And, and these guys might have some examples of this too. And we'll ask them in a second, but for example, right. Maybe you get somebody else to put safety and parental controls, right. That's what they're just called, but filtering type stuff on your phone and on your iPad and on your laptop. So you could still do homework and you could still listen to music and all that kind of stuff, but certain websites are blocked. And guess what? You don't have the password to them, right? So what is it? Because a lot of times, right, I think we could all admit that a lot of times when you look at stuff like that, from what I've heard over and over again, it's impulse, right? Mm -hmm. It's less about like, um, sometimes it is like you make a plan to do it, but especially when you want to stop, it's like all of a sudden, boom, 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 three seconds later, you're there, mm-hmm. right? So what if in a moment of weakness, you try to go to such and such website and you can't, you can't, it's blocked. And then also, you know that if you try to sneak it, it's going to be sent to somebody and they're going to see mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and they're going to know what you're looking at and then they're going to text you or call you about it. Right. 
And so what does that mean? Yeah, is that embarrassing? Sure it is. But guess what? The Bible says, listen to this, it's better to cut off your left hand Mm. than to let it drag you to hell. Mm-hmm. Does that literally mean cut off your left hand? But no, it's saying that if something is causing you to sin, you're better to be without it than to to go on sinning. Yeah. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. here's what that might mean for some of you. I've known people who've done this too. Maybe some of you need a flip phone, a phone with no for internet real. capability. <laughs> you know what you'll be? You'll be okay. I know a friend exactly. that did that. And- yeah. It made a big it, difference. It made a huge difference. Right? And so you, there's no internet on your phone. You can call people and you can text people. And guess what? You, you know what you're going to find out? It's really no big deal. And you're really going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have Snapchat or Instagram, you're going to survive. You will. And and if people stop talking to you or friends stop messaging you, they weren't your friends anyway. <laughs> exactly. Right? And yeah. and and if you get stop stop getting invited places because you don't have a TikTok or a Snapchat, I don't think you can mess can you message on TikTok? Do you people like comments yeah. yeah, but it's more oh, yeah. Snapchat for like direct messaging and things mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So like if if all those people stop inviting you places, they're not really your friends anyway. So mm-hmm. my point is this is maybe you need to tell your mom and dad and like say, listen, mom and dad, I'm having a problem with looking at stuff I shouldn't be looking at. I appreciate the iPad you got me. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Take it back. Put it in the drawer. Change the password. Mm. Right? What if you did that? Well, that would, you know, then I wouldn't have an iPad anymore. Okay. The Bible's saying, would you rather trade your relationship with Jesus for your sin? Mm. And if mm-hmm. the answer is yes, then keep on doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to stop, guys, you actually have to do real things to stop. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. right, chasing after Jesus, he's like, yeah, I'll change your heart. And now let's partner on this. You start using your brain that I created you with to think about ways to stop. And if you need help with that, people can help you. But guys, you have to take literal practical steps to do it. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is, is like, People are monitoring your phone because guess what? You can't handle it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you have to admit that, right? It's like if you are if you struggled with alcohol abuse and you all you're doing is hanging out in bars. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, you know, I need to be able to control it because I'm going to be around it. Yeah, maybe years down the road, but right now you can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You're playing with fire and it's burning you. So you'll be okay if your phone doesn't have internet. Because guess what? You can call people and you could text them, and that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you like if you want to stop, you got to stop. Like it's not a magic trick. It's not something that just happens. And you got to stop. But another thing, and this is equally as important as actually taking action. And Mike kind of mentioned it when like telling your parents, like it doesn't have to be. I mean, you should tell your parents ideally. But tell other people that you're struggling. Right. That's something that once I started sharing for myself that I'm struggling with this. But then also you're not the only one. Exactly. Yeah. It's like now other people know. And now like it's not just your own burden that you're carrying that nobody knows about. Or or, or you're thinking like, oh, I'm such a terrible person. I'm the only one struggling with this. Nobody knows about it. Like how can I share? 
know other people know now and again if they really love you they're gonna accept you they're mm-hmm. gonna tell you like you need to stop but they're gonna be like i'm here for you and more likely than not they are or have struggled with it yeah 93 percent, guys yeah. yeah of men 60 mm-hmm. some percent of women it's crazy. And it, probably more than that mm-hmm. so that's what we're talking about guys it's just like think about it you want to get faster you got to run you want to yeah. get stronger, you got to lift heavy things, mm-hmm. right? You want to uh, build endurance, you got to exercise more, right? You want to stop watching porn, you have to stop watching porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it takes it takes a heart change, guys. It does. But also, it takes common sense, practical, real ways of stopping to stop. Mm-hmm. And some people, there are people out there, there's very few of them, but there are people wa- out there who can see sexually explicit things and they don't feel like, yeah, they, they're, you know, whatever, it brings them pleasure, blah, 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 but they're not overly addicted to it. And they can just be like, yeah, I need to stop. And they do, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case with most. Mm-hmm. So you have to put things in your way that are going to stop you, right? And that's, I've, I've helped people do that and it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. Change your mm-hmm. phone. See, give away your iPad. Lock down your computer. You know, have your parents mm-hmm. check your search history and your deleted search history and everything, right? Mm-hmm. It puts things there's there's things you could put on your computer and on your iPad and on your phone that don't allow you to delete the history. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that? You really can. Settings on your iPhone, right? You could screen time settings, right? Screen time settings, all these kinds of things. You could even go, you could have your parents or somebody change your Apple ID password. So you can't go and re-download that app Mm -hmm. that you look at this stuff on. Mm -hmm. And you can block specific websites so you're not able to go. And if you try to, someone gets notified. It's a real thing, guys. It's a real thing. And so my encouragement to you is, is one, like James said, Bring your sin before God in a real way. Admit that you have a problem and that it's it's harmful and that you need to do something about it, right? And what do you need to do about it? You need to confess your sins to the Lord. You need to find accountability partners to talk to. You need to, your sin shouldn't be, you shouldn't be carrying it on your own, guys. And this applies to all kinds of sins, right? Mm-hmm. But it really applies to this. So what we're talking about is you do those things, but then you stop watching it. How do you do that? You set up real practical ways with somebody's help. I can help you. If you're listening Mm -hmm. to this, I'll help you. If there's 50 of you that come to me for help, I'll help you all. Mm -hmm. I'll get you set up. I'll do things with, I'll I'll help you. I'll get, I'll connect you with somebody who, whatever the case might be, I'll help you myself. Mm -hmm. Period. James and Kirill, they they want to help you, right? And guys, it's Mm -hmm. not like they've been like perfect for years and years and years either. No, No. it's like this is recent thing that they've gone through and that that they've come through and that Mm -hmm. they're starting to come through and they're still fighting the battle. It's still a battle. They're Mm -hmm. still, right? They still are fighting it, but they are- It's a war that never ends. Yeah, it's a war. And then what happens is, yeah, eventually will the Lord change your heart and those same desires that you had, they may not be there anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe you fight it for life. Mm-hmm. But if you fight it for life and, and you put in these practices and you're not looking at it, guys, you're winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're protecting your mind. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The in, in Romans, it talks about being transformed in the attitude of your minds. 
Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Your mind has a spirit. Exactly. Your mind has a natural bent. Your your mind has a, a disposition, right? And when we cloud that and when we pollute that, what happens is we pollute our mind. Right? Kirill talked about being desensitized and feeling mm-hmm. like nothing, whatever. And he was just kind of this person thinking about sexual stuff all the time and looking at people in that way right and it can you know and james i don't know if you mentioned it but i know he's told me before it struggles with depression and feeling anxious and feeling like you know it's not stacking up to who the lord is calling him to be right and so that's my encouragement and guys listen you know for me personally it for some reason i have my own struggles it was never a big struggle for me okay that's just me personally but I I do know what it's like to be tempted by, you know, sexual things for sure. Every, I think every human being does, mm-hmm. and so that temptation is a real thing for everybody. And so, w- what do we need to do, right? If you don't struggle with it, or you haven't struggled with it for a long time, you need to be gracious and receptive and understanding of people that are, so that way they can see you as a safe place as a confidant because what happens is we crinkle our nose and we we furrow our eyebrows and we look at people in a way that like they're disgusting right mm. or we think like oh he watches or oh she watches what and you know what that's wrong because you have sin too mm. if you're listening to this you have sin too mm-hmm. and your sin is just as bad as that sin mm-hmm. there's no comparison right it's not mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is is that we can't compare and say that person's sin is worse than this person's sin. Sin mm-hmm. is sin. And mm-hmm. so let's be people who are loving and caring and do what we can to help people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, and if you aren't someone who's struggling with porn, you know someone who is. Okay? Mm-hmm. And guys, there's hope for you. I'm sitting in front of two guys right now who've gone extended periods of time without looking at it. Okay? And so today can be one day where you didn't look at it. Mm, and Kirill that shared, was the start of your journey. And Kirill shared that oh, it was an everyday thing. So, hey, if it's just one day, okay, good. Just one day, don't look at it. That was that was huge to just taking like one day off or moving up to two days off. And well, here, here's, here's my recommendation. Just, Today, take one day off. Yeah. And then tomorrow, take another, take one. another day off. Yeah. Just one day. Just and then the day. next day, just take one day mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Just one day, right? And yeah. then the next day, take one day off. Because you can live without it. Like you're going to survive and be alive. Not only will you live, you'll thrive. You'll uh-huh. thrive without it. You'll be so oh, much yeah. better without it. And like the thing with this is like if you are struggling with this and you're trying to recover, it's easy to – like if you slip up, it's easy to get really hard and down on yourself. Oh, yeah. Like you get so – like you just start thinking like, oh, all of that progress I made was for nothing. But no, it wasn't for nothing because it was progress. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to stop just because of a slip up. Right. But listen, also to to go to pair along with that, right? He's absolutely right. If you string together three months and then you slip up, don't fall back into some nasty cycle mm. to get back right back and start doing it again. But that doesn't give you an excuse that if you've gone three months that I'll look at it just yeah. today. And then, No, mm. there's no excuse, right? What does the Bible say? Should should I then go on and keep sinning? No. No. Right? You can't abuse God's mercy. Right. No, mm. don't. But 
The point is, is that we're human beings and we fall down, whether it's in this area of life or in other areas of life. But the point is, is that we're chasing after Jesus Christ, Amen. right? Mm-hmm. David, who was the, who's said as the man after God's own heart, did some horrible things. He did, right? Mm-hmm. Sexual things too, right? With Bathsheba and all that kind of stuff. But what did he do? He continued to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ and begged for his forgiveness and changed. Did he suffer consequences? Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. But you know what? He was in relationship with with the Lord, and that's all that matters. So, guys, I want to tell you this. If you know someone who's struggling, share this podcast. If you're struggling, share this podcast. Listen to this podcast because it needs to be known that there are real people who really struggle with it that other people might see like, oh, Kirill loves Jesus so much, and he tells everyone about Jesus and, you know, whatever, and Kirill would never struggle. James, he's a worship leader, and he's up there, and he does this, and James would never struggle. (laughs) Not true, right? It's not true. We all struggle, right? Mike's a pastor, and he preaches, and he doesn't know. I struggle with all kinds of stuff, guys. But the point is is that we have Jesus Christ, and the point is is we're not perfect people, and we need him, all of us, equally. Whether this is your problem or something else is you need jesus christ and he could change your life there's hope right and and all those things you saw god can restore you and bring you back to a place of purity you really can it's not, it's not a hopeless time you're not a lost cause right i don't believe that at all right the lord can heal you and he can restore you and it says that when you confess your sins he's faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins but cleanse you from all unrighteousness, make mm. you clean, mm-hmm. no matter how dirty you are. Yeah. We love you guys. And I have a verse. Kirill wants to share a verse. And we can end it with this verse. Do it. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. We love you guys. We'll see you next Peace. time.